Germany and beyond. Flying in baseball? Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think we're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. everybody to Popped Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And welcome to the season finale of season two. I said season too many times. Did In the you? season of summer. What? Of Popped Culture. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Christmas season. This is yes. our reflection on 2021, which is probably a little bit better than our reflection on 2020, given that Jason and I got to see like three movies. In 2020. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> at the cinema. Yeah. Um, another year kind of languishing in this pandemic world i guess mm. um we did get the opportunity i guess to go to the movies more there were more big releases than last year but i think we're still sort of seeing the effects of this virus on i guess pop culture well certainly on uh, film releases i, mm. I think mm. television has been swimming along nicely yes. otherwise yeah. um and Maybe that's due to the new technologies that they're using, which doesn't require as big a sets and bigger crews and all of those sort of changes that have been going on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was noticeable that got to see films this time, which was really good. Mm. Um, uh, I think even a few of the less popular type films were starting to be shown too, which is even more promising, the fact that they're showing up now and mm. there's enough audience out there for... I guess, production companies to allow those to be distributed, which was a promising sign. But I, I get the feeling that we're still going to see lots of delays of big things for another year at least. Yeah. I mean, if they keep delaying Fast and Furious movies, no complaints here. Oh, yeah, no. I don't well, think they're delaying Fast and Furious. I don't even know what number it's up to, so it wouldn't matter. They could delay it and I'd go, what, is that they're the do, second they're, one? They can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it ain't the second one. They're shooting... <laughs> I believe they're shooting nine and ten back to back at the moment. If that makes you feel See, better, see now they're just being more efficient with it. Oh, the humanity! <laughs> two, two at a time. <laughs> so how can we they just film back streamline to back? this release? So how can they have two films back to back and not due? Yeah, well, good, well, good question. Well, you know, you want to know why? Because <laughs> they've had eight movies and one of them grossed over like a billion and a half dollars. I'm very disappointed in you, people. <laughs> well, it wasn't me. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> Might have, might have seen that one. Yeah, oh, there you go. There. Over there. <laughs> Over there. Get him. him. <laughs> Beat him with a sack full of doorknobs. Go. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Fast and Furious. <laughs> we're talking about the year we're that was. We're talking about the year that was. So mm. la- last time we did this, and, it, and I, I said it um, before, and I'm really glad that you now, you're now with us and Yay. joined us for season two. Um, but the, the last episode we did in 2020, I found very good. It was very... A very good episode, and I tried to even enter it in Podcast Awards because it was just us lamenting <laughs> <laughs> and talking, and basically just like two grown men being like, "I really miss going to the cinema." <laughs> it, was the, it was the best of times. <laughs> the blurst of, blurst times. of times, yes. Um, it, but it was it was nice this year to yeah get that back in the theater. 
Absolutely. And we had, you know, a four-month break there. But, <laughs> yeah, but you know, that also meant new releases on streaming services as well. And um, obviously we're not just talking about films, we're also talking about TV. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a testament to, I guess, how different this year was in that during our sort of the lockdown period, we were able to put out three episodes a week. So we weren't exactly like clutching at straws to find no. stuff to watch. There were, We were getting content this year, which was great. Yes. Some of it, I admit, would have rather seen it on the big screen. But anyway... Here we are. Yes. <laughs> so, let's talk about... I've, shall we get the blurst out of the way? Because I feel like it's a fairly unanimous decision on what is our worst reviewed film of the year. Go for it. Go yeah, for yeah. it. Space Jam and your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's as much as we need to say because otherwise you're just giving it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Jungle Done. Cruise is a very close <laughs> second though. Which huh? one? Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I wouldn't say close. <laughs> Space Jam. It, makes it is a second, like but it's winner. not close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it is. <laughs> oh, it was Fucking bad. Space Jam makes Jugglers look like the apocalypse now. <laughs> <laughs> Scott got very cross with me when I sent him a photo of the Space Jam and New Legacy men's perfume range. Oh. Now available at <laughs> this warehouse. going to be your Christmas <laughs> present. Like, yeah. Smells like <laughs> shit. <laughs> I guess the scale of sweat. I guess the scale in which you measure things can be different. Yeah, and so we can look it's at it that way. Pretty good. <laughs> it was mi- just from millimeters oh. to like years. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> it, it, I, yeah, wow. I'm <laughs> no, it's um that has and to I, be that, that you know down the track. We used to have that. What were they thinking? Type films and it would be sitting at the bottom of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that bad. But I think it. I think it, it, it was so bad in a different way too. In that it, it sort of encapsulated everything that was is wrong with the Hollywood machine. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like totally. the way that they make films and the way that they market films. And because yeah, it's 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 an essay in just bad. <laughs> in bad. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting lots of essays in these latest podcasts. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Look, it's been a while since we've been in person. Let's get intellectual. No, no, that was just a yeah. That was the worst film of the last two years. I can't even. Oh, look, it's the worst film of the decade. I'll call it now. Yeah. so far, mm. it's, it's that I've seen. It's spectacular. Yeah, and I have seen. And I'm not talking about pandemic. Like, yeah, I'm not talking about like crappy <laughs> movies that were made for the Sci-Fi Channel either. Yeah. We're talking about this is genuinely bad. This has got a budget. Yeah, <laughs> and a substantial so anyway. one. I don't think we need to talk about anything else that's bad because what's the point of trashing things when we can talk about things that we loved? Yeah. Exactly. So, five things this year that were your highlights. All right. I'll would go like first. Go. Yep. I would say the uh, redemption of Luke Skywalker in the last episode of Mandalorian. Holy shit. <laughs> <you know. laughs> it was one of the... Most choked up I felt watching something. Yeah. It was just because it threw me straight back to my childhood so, yeah. so heavily. It was amazing seeing that. And, it, you know, even though the digital rendering wasn't brilliant. Um, it was good enough. <laughs> it was good enough and it was Mark Hamill. So, you know. Yeah, it was Mark Hamill. It was Mark Hamill. And um, it showed what we imagine Luke Skywalker to become. And yes. I think the... Trilogy films that were given to us ripped that away from a lot of the fans of the series, and um, Mandalorian gave it back. Yeah, and what a <laughs> great way to give it back with the um, character that started it all off in A New Hope. Like mm. 
I mm. love Mandalorian on the whole. I think it's a fantastic sci-fi western. And, and it made Mando feel mm. like part of that, which is fine that it didn't. I was okay with the fact that it didn't. But to bring it in in a way that was like in a warm and lovingly well-written way yeah. rather than it could have just been a dumb cash in. Mm. It was just a sweet little payoff and it ended the story of the show but set it up in a way that we've got room to move forward in a very big way as well. So yeah. much so, yeah. And I think having Luke Skywalker appear at the very end of the second season, which is like everyone lost their minds in the same kind of way that in Rogue One, everyone lost their minds with the Darth Vader. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Into very similar uh, visually shoot yeah. those, those two sequences in hallways <laughs> <laughs> being mass murdering <laughs> but Luke was only killing robots yeah, so. give, sad, give sad. the people what they want mass murder with lightsabers <laughs> just cutting them down that, yeah. that, mo- that, that moment though was just like wow yeah. in a season full of wow yeah it's true it's because like we got show. we like, like for people like me Boba Fett and we've talked about this before where you were always sort of like, why, why is he your favorite <laughs> character? And I don't know if that, that Boba Fett ever since I was a kid was mm. my favorite character. And it's sort of like, he never did anything though in the <laughs> movies to the point where he just kind of gets killed off in like the most lame way ever. This, and there, I mean, there were books and stuff afterwards and for a long time I clung to that as my, like, <laughs> he's fine, he's really cool and good, don't worry. But you get your vindication. This was like a promise made 40 years ago before I was born, delivered upon, in, in a way that I was just like, I've never, like, sat up on the couch like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Jess was like, what the fuck wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and and Tamara Morrison just smashed it. Like, yeah. there's so much that could be said. I haven't put Mandalorian on my list, and I probably should have because, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just, yeah. <laughs> God, for me, it was the thing that they managed to pull that together in a year where we didn't get to see much, and I just was gobsmacked. Yeah, it's also a whole lot. A testament to what happens when you have someone who really cares about the product because we just got off the back of three Star Wars films. One was a complete remake of A New Hope. Yep. Then another one was incredibly divisive because it doesn't feel like a traditional Star Wars film and the third one was a bit of a throwaway, who cares? It's like, how do we... It was fan service, but like, we're sorry. We're sorry. We didn't... We didn't. We weren't thinking properly. We're sorry. We're sorry. Look, it's J.J. Abrams again. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, but... We're sorry. You, you like the Emperor, right? He is the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, but you have two extremely good seasons of Mandalorian that takes place in that universe. Mm. Um, but I think that's the like yeah. you've got Favreau and you've got Dave Filoni. You've got two guys who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You've got Filoni, who is essentially the avatar of George Lucas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got Favreau, who just knows what people want and knows how to do it. Yeah. And then pull in nice, really good directors on yes. each episode, yeah. too. Yeah. So. And also having a really good cast in Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Who's just wonderful? It's so heartbreaking when he says goodbye to Grogu at the yeah. end of the film. And, to, and oh. it, yeah, that, that puppet has like changed the face of popular culture in terms of Star Wars. Mm. You can't go into a shop right now without seeing a piece of clothing, yep, a with mug, Grogu. a Lego set, <laughs> without seeing Grogu. Yeah. It, it is, it is, and and very quickly it's like. Can't see no Ray or Finn stuff in here. Because who yeah. cares? Yeah, yeah you, you liked BB-8? <laughs> Trash! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 
uh, but yeah, it's the one of the biggest highlights for me. And I know it's not technically this year, but we sort of we didn't get a chance. We didn't to get to review it when we were going to, and um, now's the chance to sort of at least give a nod to it. Mm. And by the time we're recording this a little bit early, guys, but by the time you hear this, you will have also seen Book of Boba Fett. So that will be in uh, next year. Season three, we'll probably be talking about that. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, great, yeah, great choice. I guess to sort of um, stay with um, TV, um, one thing that I really loved this year was Squid Game. Ah, yes. We haven't I had an opportunity. I still haven't had, I still haven't finished oh, it. I've, I've watched the first two episodes. I, I, I can tell that I'm going to love it as well, but I've watched the first two episodes. I just haven't had the opportunity yeah, to get past that. that but mm. With kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Completely that's, fair. That's. that's <laughs> But, um, What's yeah. that? Dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're not playing red light, green light ever again. <laughs> but yeah, something about that story, and I guess coming back to how humans are going to be humans when there's something like money involved mm. and there's class structure, and these poor individuals are at the whims of these powerful players that just essentially play with their lives, and they play children's games with horrendous consequences <laughs> yeah. and there's twists and turns and you sort of see these two characters who grew up as friends but they've um, obviously been apart for quite some time as adults and mm. how they sort of play the game and it's just so engaging and I just could not stop watching it. It's fabulous. I'm going to get, I, I intend to finish it. You will, well, you'll love it. Yeah. yeah. And I, obviously I think there's something indicative maybe of this sort of South Korea's director's ability to commentate on social structures yes. <laughs> and hierarchy. And they're, yeah, they're, they're tapping into it in a way that obviously is appealing to the West as well. I think it's because it's a universal kind of thing and we definitely see But it. maybe it's just like, I don't know, Western filmmakers are too shy to really be scathing of it or... Well, we're mm. out, or I would us, say an, yeah. an American approach to a lot of these things has... All that marketing, all of those yeah. requirements that, mm. or there is they have to model into, yeah. and um, I think there's none of that in this because it can just go for what their story is. Mm. And um, I actually really love the fact that it's there, widely released, and actually being taken up by a, a large yeah. Yeah. audience, which is really was good. It was the number one thing on Netflix for weeks. It was for weeks. And Interestingly, weeks. though, um, warnings went out to schools because for some reason kids were watching yeah, it right. or being it's allowed to watch it. And yeah, they've got it on their iPads or on there. It must be, but yeah. The, the, yeah. Anyway, that's. I think it comes down to parental, <laughs> parental, parental control. And that, yeah. yeah, but it's um, <coughs> it's certainly had a massive impact this year. Mm. Mm. Like I, was, I was walking by a store this morning, and they were selling the the masks. Yeah, mm. they had the like you could buy a face mask with the thing, the symbols on it and stuff. Yep. So I like, think back to I guess the commentary with um I guess. Western um, production companies being a bit more shy, but particularly in the American scope, there's that ex- um, exceptionalism experiment with Americans. Mm. You might not be rich, but you could be someday. Mm. And so it's, 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 yeah. it's not something to hate; it's something to aspire it's to. It's something to yeah. aspire to, and I really think it's unrealistic. Personally, the only thing I can think of that tried to, tries to do it is like the Purge, but yes. does it in such a clumsy, ham-fisted way? It's yeah. like it does, but the purge is also probably that's something because the event has already taken place. Mm. It's um, post-apocalyptic in a way. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. All right. My number five, uh, an animated film that was should have been in cinemas, and it was one of those movies that like I wish this was in cinemas. Was Mitchell's versus the Machines? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to the end of seeing it? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. What is Mitch within the machines? It, it's just a really, really phenomenally <laughs> good children's film. So it's the <laughs> same guys who made Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, if you ever got to see that. I haven't, but I really want to watch really it. Really amazingly clever. <laughs> I think you might need to before you watch this next Spider-Man <laughs> <film>. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's tying in. We should be okay. But anyway. Oh, no, I think it's... It's giving you the concept. Of yeah. yeah. Mm. It, yeah, the, this Mitchell's versus the Machines was just like we watched it on a whim. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And wow, what a, what a, it felt, it felt so good. I'm surprised it's not a Pixar film. That's the best way I could describe it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I, there's been films before that I think have been quite effective, like Big Hero 6 that weren't Pixar mm. and still it's had still that. It's still really sort of like the Disney thing, though. This is. Yeah, but it, it, it was. Dealing with things that, with issues that went beyond your normal mm. Disney fare. Like it was yeah. really looking at loss grief and, and grief yeah. and everything. And it was done extremely well. But yeah, uh, that, that was a fun film. The <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not normally like a, a, a sucker for kids' films, but it was, it, it yeah, it was deep. It, <laughs> it was dealing with this sort of like this family of really odd. <laughs> Odd people. Yeah. The dad who's this sort of almost like woodland survivalist <laughs> teaching the kids how to make traps and moose calls and stuff. The daughter who's openly gay mm. main character for okay. a kid's film. The the son who is obviously some on the spectrum and is obsessed with dinosaurs. Yeah. And and then yeah, they, they accident like the the Apoc- the robot apocalypse happens. Awesome. <laughs> and they're like the last family like trying to save the world and it was just this very clever commentary mm. on um, technology and what it means when family bonding and stuff, when technology gets in the way, as well as like Olivia Coleman as the the <laughs> evil um, Siri that takes over the world. <laughs> <laughs> but she's so wonderful. Yeah. It's really good. It was just, yeah. And the animation style, the like sort of, it's almost like you see her thoughts pop up and in her head and she wants to be a filmmaker, so she makes these really dodgy films with, like, her dog as the star and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, and she's going off to college and her parents are like, no, you should probably do something more uh, realistic with your life. And mm. it was, it was just it, – it covered a lot of things in a very, very clever and it was just fun to watch. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. WandaVision. Uh, it was the first time I actually... You are on the TV wagon this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, only because it was so cleverly done. Mm. It, it Self-referencing and um, I'm not the biggest Marvel superhero fan as is probably now <laughs> quite well established. <laughs> and, but this one was really, really good. It was like watching... Um, a satire almost on a lot of things while still having the superhero stuff going on. And, um, mm. yeah, that that's, was surprising. And, yes, it's television again. Mm. And I think television it's a, it's sort of an had indicator more of the, yeah. yeah. I have seen it since um, you guys did your episode on it and I really, really liked it. I actually enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Loki. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I it's, would it's, easily. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a... Um, a well, it's it's sort of saying something. Loki was kind of a fun, quirky Doctor Who yep. story. This was trying ex- to say something. This is an exploration of grief. It was and another it, grief one. Yeah, yeah but and no. unfortunately, it loses it near the end. Yeah, but you know, it's got to make the Marvel fans happy somehow. It does, and I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about it most was Catherine Hahn as Agatha. <laughs> I 
Well, she's getting her own show now. So. Good. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's, she's a fabulous actor and she's she knows, just knows how to play it exactly right for each sort of um, style of television series that they go <laughs> through. Winking she, at the camera She and knows stuff. exactly what to do. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, no, no, it was, yeah, it was... It was certainly a, a an unexpected highlight from Marvel. Yes. Yeah, and I think given it that did. they've got a formula that they seem to very comfortably stick to, and I think then we had Falcon and Winter Soldier right after that, which showed the dependence on the formula because it was so by the numbers it was painful to watch. It's a shame because Loki, had- thankfully, was a little different. Yeah, and at the moment, Hawkeye is thank God fantastic. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. I haven't. It's very to it. very good. I just found the character. Well, they, they, they take all the things from the comics that that like they never got the opportunity, I guess, to talk about in the... Is that he's he's the regular Avenger. He's the guy who has to go home and put ice packs on. He's not superpowered. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> and it's sort of like him stuck in this just really quirky, fun story and you get to go through the stuff with like him meeting Kate Bishop and stuff. So it, it, it yeah, is a really, really good show. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Still a maybe. <laughs> I have to say, um, the, I guess I've put television in there because for me, a lot of people go, watch this show, watch this show, and I find it really difficult to invest mm. because if you're going to start watching a television show... It's a time commitment. Yeah, it's a, a and massive... Especially when point. you've got kids. Yeah. yeah. And um, especially if you're behind in it all. You've got <laughs> hours and hours and hours of it and... Um, so I find it harder and harder to sort of attach myself to television as much now more than ever. So, which is the reason why I've got these television I like shows. The, I, I like the these um, these mini series things, though. I like the idea that like I can just watch twelve episodes and it's done. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> I hate the idea of like, oh, I've got to watch this for the next five years to, <laughs> to find out what happens. <laughs> um, even like like Mandalorian, like sort of wrapping up the plot, mm. the main plot in two seasons. It's like mm. that's nice. Yeah. yeah, move on to something different. It seems you can view them in two different separate parts. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm also sticking with TV for now, and this one was something that I was not expecting to be anywhere near as good as I thought when I heard about it. Um, have either of you watched Clarkson's Farm? No, not even heard of it. Okay, so Jeremy Clarkson of Top Gear fame. Oh, yeah. I do know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he um, has a farm up in Cotswolds mm-hmm. and um, he decides to start managing it and become a farmer for a year. Right. And it's him learning how to sort of like harvest, plant. He wants to set up a shop and it's just going through all of the daily mundane versions of what is actually involved with farming and it really breaks a lot of, I guess, the fantastical ideas of, you know, farmers being able to just do it all. It's yeah, yeah. hard work. It's a lot of money. And, you know, they're at the whims of the seasons of bad weather, bad crops, you Mm -hmm. know, insects and all that kind of stuff. And it's so – there's something about Jeremy Clarkson. I think he's a complete tosser. Let me just be really clear about (laughs) that. I was going to ask, does he throw anything at the (laughs) – Interns! But the way in which he just sort of has this – presence he's so engaging to watch was just the stuff that comes out of his mouth he's he's like he's an witty he is oddly witty and yeah yeah but still a bit of a dick completely but i was absolutely glued to the tv watching Mm. what he was going to do next with this farm and there's going to be a second series where he wants to make beer (laughs) so i'm really looking forward (laughs) to clarkson's brewery (laughs) clarkson's pub (laughs) 
Cool. In a bottle it's shop. On, soon. It's on um, Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, I highly recommend. Who it. own him now that the BBC left him? Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, give it a go. Cool. It'll, it'll surprise you. Oh yeah. Look, look. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson is probably one of the he he made Top Gear the most interesting out of all of them ultimately, and it's oh, you don't because like James of his May. <laughs> oh no, I don't mind James May and uh, I can't Richard remember Hammond. Richard, yeah, Richard Hammond. Hammond. Quite like Top Gear. Like <laughs> no, no, I, I like no, Top no. Gear, but I was just saying uh, Jeremy Clarkson was the one who had the gift of language to mm. really. He does. Um, make like it really jur- quite I funny. Yeah, like a very, very obviously intelligent journalist. Yeah. Writing about cars. Yeah. And um, so he, he was that crucial element. The other guys were still fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think they're clever, but they don't quite have that same gift for language. They've mm. probably got more comedic timing than. Yeah. I'm not um, sure if he still is the host, but he was the host for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the UK as well. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> 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 oh, look, that, it sounds interesting, that's for sure. Um, mm. I could, yeah, I'll give it a go. He gets some sheep. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he gets some sheep. <laughs> All right, a movie that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Candyman. Oh, okay, yeah. That was a really good film. That was one that I was like, this could go either way. I was <laughs> <laughs> yes. going into it I'm like, this could be fantastic or this could be crap. And um, thankfully, it was a really good film. It was a great horror film. It was a great continuation of the story. And then I, I went back and revisited the original film. And as a companion piece, even as a direct sequel to watch them back to back, is a really rewarding experience. Mm. It sort of takes the best of the Clive Barkery mm. weird horror stuff, but continues down that angle of, you know, exploring race and things like that. And it is a it is a visually startling film yeah. in places, and it was yeah it was one of those sort of newer, smarter than your average horror film that I was just really grateful to to get. Yeah, it, it oh, look I, I enjoyed Candyman, and uh, it had a it had a strong source material, but I think it did it slightly better mm. than the original. So um, it was good seeing that then. Production-wise, it was quite amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Particularly I, your horror. Mm, had to get one needs. in there. Had to get one in there. <laughs> yeah. No, and um, again, I'm not... We all talked about it. We all, we all we were all very positive to it. We all liked it. I, I loved the performances. I thought it was yeah. a really strong film. And I'm someone who doesn't naturally gravitate towards horror, but I thought it was great. Mm. Loved it. And it was a pretty big year of horror, too, if you... Yeah. Back at things like A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah. And, that um, so and Malignant. Yeah. Um, horror has sort of come back again in a way where it, it is probably a little bit more intelligent than your mm. normal, unless, of course, we're talking about Halloween. <laughs> Close runner-up <laughs> to Space Jam, the new legacy. But still, I can tell you which one I'd rather watch again. <laughs> we weren't if I had to. to. <laughs> we opened the door. Um, but yeah. yeah, like the... It, it's really good to see that it's coming back in a way that is a bit more intelligent and because yeah, it's I mean, multi-layered. I mean, I didn't enjoy *Malignant*, but it was know, it's different. still fa- yeah, it's you know, oh, yeah. it, it could have been worse. Could have been *Halloween*. But 
Oh, I just uh, but like yeah, antlers and and quiet place too. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right, and maybe it's because we're all on edge. It could be. <laughs> yeah. the, you know, we've got something to sort of latch onto and talk about that's mm-hmm. you know, genuinely horrific. And um, but yeah, they've they've, they've worked very well. Mm-hmm. So, one that I never realised I would enjoy. I have to put in is the Suicide Squad. That's on that my list. That is the next one on my <laughs> list as well. I, 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 <laughs> I was really this list and I got to it and I'm like, obviously. Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> it's the one I wrote down first or second. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I don't enjoy Suicide Squad. So that's the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, Birds of Prey, I sort of went, yeah, it's, it, Margot, yeah, Margot Robbie makes it up. work. And <laughs> it's a step up from Suicide Squad. And uh, Ewan McGregor as well. It's sort of like it, it just works, but just something that I'd go, I'm going to write home about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then because it was part of our podcasting, I got to watch a, a sequel or trilogy or whatever it is, the next ser- in the series, we'll call it that, mm-hmm. um, when I would probably not have even bothered. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If we weren't reviewing it, you wouldn't it, have watched it? No, I wouldn't have. Not I mean, even the James Gunness of it well, intrigued you? I, I didn't really know James Gunn had done it when mm. you were telling me ah, to watch it. Right. So I was wasn't even on my you radar. Didn't care enough. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with it, and so I didn't really look into it that way. Um, but yeah, just it, it it was the sort of stuff that I do enjoy <laughs> with uh, superhero films. It was just so batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really is, and it's one of those ones that's um, a good superhero movie and a good comic book movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Like you, Jason, I had very low to no expectations of The Suicide Squad, even with James Gunn in it. I was just like, oh, it could be good, but I really hated that first one. Because <laughs> it was really bad. And I completely wrote it off, and I'm so glad that we ended up watching it because what a treat. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, I, I had – it was like – Seeing the trailers and stuff, and knowing that it was James Gunn, and it was, and the the, the cast is pretty incredible. Mm. I'm like, this is either going to be one of the best movies of the year, or this is going to be a spectacular train wreck. But like a really cool one to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I I didn't I didn't think I would like it as much as I liked it. Mm. Yeah, I, I knew I think I knew it was going to be like, oh, this is going to be a bit of fun. But what a film! Just his <laughs> his his grasp on visual storytelling, and and I think he gets to go even. I mean, obviously, it's it's more insane than Guardians of the Galaxy, but he gets to wholly embrace comic books and what makes comic books special in this movie. I think when it comes to James Gunn, there's um the appreciation for the source material, and when you have that the movie's always going to be really good yeah. because you have it in very capable, very loving hands. But he gets to even, like, play... He gets to take characters that no one cares about. Like, <laughs> I don't polka think... Dot. Polka <laughs> dot. I'm like, when well, you're sitting at home going, Cry, I can't wait for the Polka Dot Man movie. <laughs> and and he's got his own comic book run now. He's <laughs> You can buy toys of him now. Like, he, he has what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, you know... An old comic book from the 70s that no one read, a reboot in the early 2000s that no one read, to now be one of Marvel's biggest properties. Yeah. <laughs> he can... <laughs> props to him. He's, he's got a gift for taking the sort of obscure and making it mainstream in a way that just... I think he also had the practice of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, to yeah. be honest. It was sort of... Um, it was a mixture of that too. He was able to bring everything at... 
you'd sort of tried and tested yeah. beforehand and put it into this one. He's like the ultimate hipster. He just makes everything <laughs> old school cool again. He's got all like grey and white now too and he looks really hip. Yeah, exactly. With his chinos. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it just, it's just what a what a delightfully insane treat. Mm. Yep. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Good choice. Um, one that we talked about at the very beginning of the year, which was a bit of a more, um, I guess, morose topic, um, I feel that I need to just mention it here because it is something that impacted upon me was Promising Young Woman. Yeah, not something I, I, I put on the list. Mm. Probably because I have no desire to ever watch it again. Com- in term- yeah. Amazing, amazing film. But like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's incredibly uncomfortable and depressing, but... I feel that it's still sticking with me and not because I want to see it again. Um, I think it's something... It left an impression. It left an impression and I very much feel it's a one and done. You see it once and you'll be like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll need to have like a cup of tea, a hot bath and then go immediately to bed. Um, but the story that it was weaving together and the commentary that it had about um, women was just, I felt, really important, especially at this time. And um, Kerry Mulligan just smashed it. Oh, she was just so good. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Yeah, it, it, that's a film that I'd say stands out because it, it's well and truly hitting the zeitgeist at the moment. Yeah, exactly so right. It's, it's sitting there with issues that are now still, I'd say, totally unresolved. It, it's mm, yeah. all surfaced and now there seems to be a and whole... And people seem strangely comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, they're comfortable that it's surfaced but not dealt with. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. It, it's sort of that's yeah. how it is, and the films like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. You know, um, it's probably a bit imaginary that it's dealt with in some respects. But with the ending, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's I can see why it would stand mm-hmm. out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many other types of films like that or with those themes have been lost due to the lack of. Distribution, distribution, and, and uh, yeah. productions going on because yeah. I think it took off because it sort of became like a critical darling, and then it got a bunch of Oscar nominations. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, which is yeah, it's good. It, it's sort of recognizing it, um, but on the same token, it it was an outstandingly visual feast in what it was. The candy colored, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. palette. What a great palette! Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course the acting. So, yeah, I get that one. Yeah, please lighten the mood, Scott. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I should have ended on Suicide Squad, huh? Yeah, we should have. <laughs> As if we were going to get through this without me being like, "Ah, oh, June, anybody?" Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been carrying on about it for a year now, <laughs> about how excited I am for June. And you would have by now heard our review of it. What a film. Yep. What yep. a film. It's certainly uh, what Tenet wanted to be. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> um, I just mean in terms of the studio expectations of something that's going to be big and impacting. Yeah. And it's like Clearly, yeah. And um, Tenet should have had some spice. 
Maybe. Mm. <laughs> that might have helped them. <laughs> Tenet should have had some character development. <laughs> and sound design. Of, it should have had a lot of things. <laughs> Maybe a name for their character. The protagonist. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, I'm protagonist Atreides. <laughs> <laughs> of house scriptwriter. <laughs> Nolan Can you house smell it? The MacGuffin's in the air. <laughs> um, yeah, D- Dune just... We don't, I mean, we get big movies now. We get Avengers and we get stuff like that. But this was that like pure, glorious spectacle. Original in its design. I mean, we're going off a very, very successful book. Yes. But visually, wow. Like if you, in that vein of Lord of the Rings in terms of the scale of this thing, Mm. it is huge, it is epic, and it does it in all the right ways. Also, it's um, a giant sci-fi film and a good one we've had a few sci-fi films happening over the last few years with a certain franchise that just haven't paid off in the ways that people wanted but i think june's going to switch that around yeah and bring on two three i don't care (laughs) yeah actually i don't know how many books parts there are to that first one the the, the sort of the big arc yeah three so they're going to do three i don't know well, this is obviously just the first half of the yeah. first book, so yeah. yeah, do we keep going? I don't mm. know. Could be good. Yeah. I mean, I'll sit there and watch all of them, so Yeah, if they're going to have that same level of design and, wow. <laughs> yeah, Dune, Dune. Yeah, wow. That'll be a good film marathon. <laughs> 29 hours of your life. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, I had to throw one in which was more of a family, what became a family favourite, and mm. that's Free Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I have that on my list as well. I, I had really enjoyed it. Do not, but it, yeah, yeah, it was a good film. Um, the kids want to watch it constantly. Cause yeah, just good. Like, well, they just they get it. They, the, the, ooh, the, yeah. the virtual world, the gaming. It, it, it they they've just started playing Fortnite. It's the and, stuff that they're and they're, experiencing. they're just, they keep wanting to go back and seeing it again and so on. And you know, they love Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. <laughs> Uh, it was exactly what you wanted at, at the cinema, and you yeah, know, it was that. Unfortunately, we had to watch it yeah. through Disney. Um, it came into the cinema for a Briefly. little while there, yeah. which we, we sort, sort of missed of it because of more other states got to enjoy it, but in New South Wales here, we were locked down when it mm. hit cinemas. Mm. But um, yeah, they, it's on the rewatch list, and I still find myself watching it and, and finding little. In jokes mm. hidden yeah. in the backgrounds of it, so they they put a lot of effort into that film, yeah. and more than I realised until the repeated watching because of the kids. And um, yeah, I do appreciate it because it is that sort of escapist what you want, given the year that was. Yeah, um, mm. yeah, it, was it, it it wholly embraced fun. Yeah, it did. I, yeah. It's on my list as well because I just <laughs> had so much fun with it. Like sometimes I find Ryan Reynolds can be a bit. Much for muchness. A bit yeah. Ryan Reynoldsy. Yeah, but um, <laughs> a bit two guys go on a pizza place sometimes. Oh yeah, God, <laughs> that takes me back. Um, You're welcome. But Free Guy sort of hits that sweet spot, mm. Mm. and where it's just enough, and he plays it really well. He bounces off Jodie Comer really, really well. She's a fantastic actress. She was so good. She was Everyone so good. Was and, pretty good in it. and like all the cameos that you see, like the Channing Tatum ones, just amazing. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> But, um, you know, it, it also, the reason I had it there was I thought it, it's close to sort of how everyone's been existing too in the 
last year is mm. this online, virtual yeah. online <laughs> environment has become more of the world than it was previously. Yeah, if Ready Player One came out this year, I reckon people would just be totally overwhelmed by that fact that it's yeah. envisaging it and mm. playing it out. And, of course, we had um, Zuckerberg say they're going to do something like that. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah God help us all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can choose to join it or yeah. not. So <laughs> then I'll be like, I want to see what it's like. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's why I had Free Guy. Nice. I actually had another one which, you know, I know, I think I've gone through all of mine, haven't I? But it's I got one, I got okay. one yeah. left. Yeah, and that was Coda. It's my number one. Yeah, that's my. So I had to have both because I sort of went. They're different reasons. Mm. Coda was is my movie of the year, hands down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd put that down as mine as well. That's the reason I had it there. But when we were talking about the list of things for the year, I couldn't ignore Luke Skywalker coming back. <laughs> I couldn't ignore <laughs> some of these things, and it's just like. Like I wouldn't say that's the movie of the year, but yeah, Coda was amazing. Coda, yeah, yeah Coda hit me. Hit and me I did you get to see it? No, I haven't been able yeah. to catch it just yet. But um, from what I've heard and from what you guys talked about um, regarding the film, it sounds amazing it's, and completely yeah. up my alley. It was just like I don't normally go in for the kind of drama film. Mm. It, it you know, it, and had that not come out, it probably would be Dune as my number one. But Coda, Coda got me, and it and it really affected me it was beautiful yeah well it was the sort of i think one of the problems with a lot of the big blockbusters and uh animated films and all these amazing things escapist things is uh that don't they can't quite get the humanity that you can see in a drama like uh, coda mm. and it was that was you know, tear jerking yeah. essentially, uh, and it wasn't. But not wasn't because it was tragic. Mm. It was more because it was, you could just relate with every single character in it and what's going on. And um, yeah, none of it was that sort of heightened drama. That's like yeah, you know, someone dying uh, and you feel yeah, that. yeah. Mm. It's not like that, but it was more that wanting to connect and yeah. trying to work it out. Mm. Which was yeah, it was an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. Coda just <laughs> it's my movie of the year. It just it was that good. Oh, excellent. Um. I'm tapped out. You're tapped <laughs> out? I'm all tapped out. Yeah. Um, I'll just do a little nod to Soul as well. Soul was we, we just missed it as yeah. we went into the new year uh, from Pixar. I don't think I liked any of the others that came out from them. The What was Luca? That yeah, was not I'm very good at all. No. Yeah, but Which uh, was unusual. It was an unusual misstep for Pixar. Yeah, well, it, it's probably one of the... Biggest they've made, mm. that's for sure. But um, but Soul was <laughs> a, an amazing one. <laughs> yeah, Cars was, which I, I still don't get why there's multiple films, but it's obviously toys. the <laughs> toys. Yeah. Um, Lightyear, we've got Lightyear next year. Let's talk about what works, what's coming. Yeah, well, Lightyear could be interesting. Because my son watched the trailer and he's now four, he's going to be five when that comes out. So that'll be he's great for be, him. Yeah. Oh, he's going <laughs> to love it. I feel they got the um, right actor to sort of, Play like you, like Chris Evans is a good pick. I feel yeah, he's good. he'll be good for that. He'll be good for it. Yeah. yeah. So things coming out Let's that we're looking forward to. Boba Fett. Uh, um, <laughs> Boba Fett. Yes, go on, say it, Scott. Book of Boba Fett, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. 
I'm probably not as excited as Scott, but I am still excited by it. Boba Fett. <laughs> um, Let me have a look. I'm not actually clear on what's actually coming out. So, so no, let's go through. Let's let's talk about a couple of movies that are coming out next year. We do have the final Jurassic World film, yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'm so excited. <laughs> you don't care. I'm so excited. Did you see that? You didn't watch the prologue they've put up. Yeah, I just don't care. I'm sorry. So care Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm. I, I'm hopeful. I'm. I, I, I'm. I think I think it will just be stretching fun. the Jurassic Park stuff too long. That, that's um, why, yeah. It, but I'm hopeful that it probably marries more to the very first film. Well, we get we get and everything in between. Yeah. But no, but this is what I mean. I'm hopeful that it's more a result of everything that was predicted in mm. the first one, because I found everything in between. Not that yeah. great, and so. I mean, it all looks spectacular, and it's all fun to watch. Like, I'll go see it for yeah. sure. Um, that's not the question, but I'm just hopeful that it connects a bit better to that very first film. Okay, I'm, I'm looking for dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I know you love your dinosaurs. Uh, Avatar two. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like I said something weird then. <laughs> Uh, wasn't that, no, it wasn't <laughs> Avatar 2. <laughs> Avatar 2, 3, 4. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Whoa. <laughs> no. Nah. I, I, I was... No, can I say I was never that enamoured with Avatar? Because it Me wasn't neither. very good. No, yeah. it's not. It's, it's visually yeah. spectacular, but it's yeah. just... Yeah. It's Pocahontas with blue people. Deep as a teaspoon. Yeah. Um, Undertale. It... I, I would say, yeah, <laughs> you could probably take frames from the first Avatar as posters throughout the entire film and it would look spectacular mm. as yeah. visuals. Um, I would say that it's probably one of the most flawless uh, creations of a fantasy world I've ever seen. But mm. I just, it, I think all the effort and focus went into that and not. As we just talked about Coda, mm. you know, if you're talking about lacking humanity, that, <laughs> that film definitely lacks it. Soulless in a yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. And, and just uh, in a year when like that came out back to back with like District Nine, mm. which is oh which is amazing <laughs> compared yeah, to yeah. That. yeah. As far as your alien movies yeah, yeah. go. Um yeah. It, anyway. So Avatar two. Uh, look, I'll go see it with the kids and yeah, it'll, it'll it. be a spectacle. I'm sure it'll probably make a billion, billion dollars and whatever be they make 17 now. hours long. But <laughs> it's... It has I, an intermission. I would be interested to see if they can somehow give it a little bit more guts than the original. I don't think so. No, no. I don't either. With great talent like Sam Worthington in back in there, it'll be fine, I'm Oof. sure. <laughs> I've only got um, two things I'm looking forward to. Um, one of them being The Power of the Dog. Mm. That's that out now, isn't it? It is. I think it might Sitting be. Sitting Netflix, I think. Yeah, I yeah. saw yeah, I was yeah. about to... I almost watched it. I almost bought the book the other day. Yeah. I am dying to see it. And um, the other one, which has also just started this year, it's um, actually a television series, um, season two of The Great. Oh yeah, which is just yeah. Was, uh, I watched so season one. That was funny and different, biting and <laughs> and wonderful. Nicholas Holt is just so good in it. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. We get Taika Waititi's next Thor film. Yeah, I'll oh yeah, look forward to that one. Yeah, I'll watch um, it. Sam Raimi's Return to Marvel. We're getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm looking forward yeah, to that one actually. Yeah. Um, we are also getting the Uncharted movie. Not looking which, forward to that. 
I is the only thing in the world that I love enough to put a tattoo of my on my body of. <laughs> oh, better be good then. I am. I think it's going to be a train wreck, and I'm going to yell a lot. Anyway, but you can always go back and play the game. I can. Which You're right. I you shouldn't know, be sorry. Um, just to, on that. Wasn't note, hard to. <laughs> on that note, though, like it's like a, a game narrative that's the original narrative of something it's probably going to have the same issues as having a text that's a book mm-hmm. and moving it to film because it's not written that way. I know it's got cinematic moments in it, but your, how would we say, your devotion to the character and immersion in the story in a game is it's a whole other level mm. to a film and it's never, ever going to be anything like the game. And well, I'll just say that get, now. I that. could say that confidently. We're also getting The Last of Us next year too. Which is the television HBO TV series Last of Us, which I think will be better. Giving it a TV series and given Pedro Pascal as Joel, I think it's going to be pretty good. Again, I don't think uh, it'll be good. Yep, but I don't but think yeah, you'll get that emotional game. involvement of when you actually play these games and you know you you <laughs> you're getting all that tension because you're yeah. actually part of it. You're <laughs> controlling it, and yeah. it's just not going to be the same. I know Monica's excited for the Batman. The Batman, yes. <laughs> Give me more Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Isn't there some <coughs> other... The Batman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Isn't there another villain? Not a Batman. Something of Gotham City or something? Sorry? I'm not sure. Oh, they're giving... They are officially giving um, Colin Farrell's Penguin his own TV series to tie into this movie as well. Ooh, isn't there another Harley Quinn thing being made? And uh, Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, we're, we're also getting Peacemaker, the John Cena character from the Suicide Squad yeah, TV I show yeah. starts soon. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Batman. It's just a different take. Yeah. Um, I actually think yep. Robert Pattinson is a really decent actor who's just, you know, happened to make a whole bunch of bad vampire movies. But, but you know, but he, he, knows. Knows. he knows. He knows. He knows. No one hates Twilight. He was like, like, resume, shut up. Yeah, like, <laughs> We've all done shit jobs. Yeah, the money. It's fine. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, we get Scream in January. Yes. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Who wrote that one? Oh. I don't know. It's obviously not directed by Wes Craven. No, no, it's not. But it, <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Wes. Uh, stories by Kevin Williamson, but it's written by James Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. No, I was wondering if Kevin Williamson wrote. He, he wrote the plot for them. Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm sure we're all super excited for Halloween ends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling something about yeah. Halloween ends. <laughs> um, they're doing another... It's just it's sad that these are all sequels, hey? Oh, it shows you that it's still a machine. One I am slightly curious about, though, is uh, Fede Alvarez, who gave us the reboot of Evil Dead a few years ago, which was pretty good. Oh, you mean the tele- Ash vs. the... No, 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 no. no, no, no. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what the, you mean. The now. sort of remake, but was like, we're not really remaking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was excellent. He is doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, again, I reckon they'll... It'll be a more visual. Mm. Mm. Um, Death on the Nile. Pass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Starring everyone's favourite cannibal. <laughs> Oh, look, I'll go see that. I mean, I've got no problem with it um, <laughs> in terms of as a film. It's I just didn't enjoy um, the first um, of Kenneth Brunner's um, I didn't, Adventures into Hercule Yeah, I just... I didn't I hate know. it, but I actually preferred the older film of Murder with, um, on the Express. Yeah, because yeah. it just... I'd with, um, it was just a bit too slick. Louis Perot? Uh, Peter Atul? No. No, Peter Atul. 
Yeah, I just I just didn't really like it, so I'm not really Fair enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. checked out. Mm. Um we're also getting uh, God. Alright. Top Gun, Elvis. The Northman, which is from the director of The Lighthouse. Okay, that could be which interesting. Looks about an insane Viking played by Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. <laughs> you had my attention. Now you have my interest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And most importantly of all, Jackass 4. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Mario, Knives Out 2. Knives Out 2. I watched Knives right. Out 2. Yeah. Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie. Hey, hey. Did you see Sonic? No, I haven't said anything. I just yeah, said it. I just really said it. Right. It was really good. It was way better than it deserved to be. <laughs> I think I preferred Pikachu. Pikachu was pretty oh, good. I love Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, another Minions film. We've got Jordan Peele's new horror film, Nope. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. <laughs> nope. I think it's a good title. Um, more Harry Potter stuff. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Secrets of Dumbledore. Ooh. Yeah, basically franchise fodder is all anyone's talking about. Well, hopefully there's some original stuff that pops through. Yes. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I mean, we've got... And, and the, the amount of streaming services that is growing. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I think the thing I'm most excited for, other than Book of Boba Fett, obviously I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for Halo, getting the TV series Halo. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's a universe that I've been obsessed with since I was a teenager. Mm. And get it, and the show looks amazing with the trailer. Who had the rights to that originally? Peter Jackson. That's right. But Universal thought $300 million for a budget was unreasonable. <laughs> really? Should they now? I'm like, it's Peter Jackson. <laughs> I would have been like, here you are. You could use every dollar wisely. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, have six. Oh, that's one thing we did forget and I have to point out. Um, get back. Get back. Yeah. I didn't get through it. No? I haven't watched it yet, but did you enjoy it, Jason? It's. I didn't hate it. I was just like, a lot when you've got kids to sort of focus on this. Oh, you you can't do it with the very kids. Very. Like, interestingly, I was trying to watch it with the kids, and you can't. No. Mm. I mean, you actually have to listen. Um, I think it it it's going to be a, a historical document in itself. Mm. Ultimately, okay. um, Peter Jackson, because it's certainly dividing people. In terms of some people being, it's like just a meandering nonsense through to, yeah. It No, I, I really liked it because you saw, I guess it, it was a window into basically one of the biggest influences on popular music or the biggest influence on popular music there ever is and will be probably. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know you can talk about people with more sales of records now and things like that. It's fine, but no one's actually <laughs> yes. they're not influencing musicians still. Mm. Well, the Beatles have, yeah, yeah. and they're still and they doing it. Continue still. to, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, they enabled a whole lot of stuff to mm. be done, which wasn't being done at that time. So, um, it is this bizarre window into the process, but at the end of the bands. Yeah, yeah, their life. Because um, this is the so last album. It's quite dramatic in that sense, but without being too focused on it. So it it was really enjoyable. I mean, I love the Beatles and I like playing music and mm. things like that. And seeing that process is just one of the things that 
was like a diamond mm. of an experience because to have actually watched them put a song together, you know, it's all a big mystery otherwise. We, we, yeah. hear, mm. we get our favourite musicians and they bring them music to your ears and you're hearing the final product, but you literally watch a song come together yeah, yeah. out of the ether. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like just playing on a bass and Paul McCartney's just there strumming it. Mm. And starts humming a melody and then starts becoming Get Back. Mm. And mm. then you watch um, other ones coming in where they're doing bizarre things of like clenching their teeth and singing the songs like that where you can't <laughs> actually use your lips. And, and um, you can just see that they were naturally doing what they wanted to do. Mm. And... Um, there was a good camaraderie, even though there is a drama of George Harrison leaving and yeah. so on. Um, but how it all culminates into, you know, just having to do something at the end, you can sort of feel that it's because they all really wanted to do their own things ultimately, mm. Mm. that it ends up that way. Um, yeah, it, it's meandering. If, if you're not interested in the content, I would say, yeah, you'd get bored mm. straight away. Um, I think it was just that, like, not being able to devote the attention oh, look, reserved, I, which is why we, yeah. we couldn't – we watched, like, 20 minutes, but we were trying to watch it at dinner time. Like, we put it on, like, oh, the, you know, the kids are eating dinner too, and it was just like, oh, we can't do this. No, you mm. can't. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess the, the greatest thing about it is uh, – and you know, it's kudos to Peter Jackson here – It's he manages to give you the insight into who they were and how normal they were. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and their interactions with each other, and also the fact that musically they're all really just uh, a synergy, mm. in essence, where it just happened to work. Um, I don't think you get any bands like that, and it's, yeah, no. um, yeah, I, I actually think it's really good. It's not something I could go back to. It's like you know, reading a bit of nonfiction where you get the facts. And you walk you, away yeah, from then, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's why I say it's more like a you, historical yeah. document. And you'd, if you're doing music theory and you wanted to know about the Beatles and their process, watching that is an eye opener. Yeah, right. Because mm. it's just amazing seeing it happen. Uh, cool. I don't think you get that anywhere else. Mm. But not for the, the 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 I guess in the the depth that it's going to go to being six hours long. No, no. Well, that that was the bizarre thing, and this is still pared down from all the footage that's actually available. Mm. So mm. it's um, six, yeah, like 50, six of the fifty, I think, yeah. and then there's one hundred and fifty hours of audio. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. I I don't think you need more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get that. You get the. You'd have to be a major musical historian to want every part of it. Yeah. But, yes. um, it's it it it's really well done. And, cool. Um, I think he's kept in enough to make it a major historical document, as I keep saying, but then um, probably kept out things that would have really made it drag, mm. drag, sure. and drag. So, <laughs> which you know, some people Paul will can't say. find his cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets down to that. Weird thing is, you discover that all they ate was toast. Yeah. <laughs> With some champagne yeah. or something. It's all really weird diets going on there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's if you're a Beatles fan, I, I, you, you're going to watch it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're going to watch it and you're going to really get a lot out of it, I'd say. Cool. Cool. Get back. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it as 
an event of the year, though. I, I'd certainly put it as something that's remarkable about what's come out of the year. Mm. Mm. But um, it's sort of like a rewriting of their original Let It Be thing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. 2021. <laughs> Let us never speak That's of it, it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it wasn't that bad, I suppose. No, it, well, I, look, it. I think a lot of last people year found it we very, were literally like, oh, which one was the best movie? And I was like, oh, yeah. it, Invisible Man, uh, I guess. Yeah, in pop culture. <laughs> I mean, here in Sydney, New South Wales, I think uh, it, it was probably a worse year than last year. Mm. Though. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people would have felt the pressure of it all. Mm. Um, and the disconnection, yeah, uh, and we we're talking like about you know being in the same room together. Yeah, it's this is yeah for our, really our first time back in the room podcasting together, mm. and we were doing it monthly. Yeah, <laughs> so twenty twenty two, let's just go in there cautiously. Yeah. And don't touch anything. Yeah, don't <laughs> touch anything. <laughs> sanitize. Wash your hands, people. <laughs> for the love of God, cover your mouth when you cough. Sneeze into your elbow. Season two of Popped Culture. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for Monica for joining us this year. My pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Season three. Six uh. seasons in a movie. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Give me a hand. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The song at the end was At Least It Was Here by The 88 from Community. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, or on YouTube or on Instagram. Guys, happy new year, and we'll catch you next year for season three of Pop Culture. Some more